I'm Jesse Parker. And I'm Tommy Niblack. Jesse and I are super excited to share with you episode 50 of The, the Faith Share, where we ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And on today's episode, Jesse and I tackle the topic of the Constitution versus Christian nation. Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Faith Chair Friday. Jesse's not getting a cut today because it's too serious for a cut. We, we, it's, we, we can't, we, we can't talk better. about these it's things to be serious. Here, right. I'm like, bro, my hair's getting long. It yeah. is starting to get long. It is starting to get long. This ain't last week. It was perfect last week. Um, but, uh, man, it's getting, it's getting crazy. It's getting hectic. And, uh, there's, uh, first of all, this is episode 50. This is episode 50, y'all. We are on episode 50, and um, it's crazy how we started off in the, and I mean, we still, still cutting your hair and everything, but our conversations, this whole thing started, us talking mm-hmm. while I'm cutting your hair, and it morphed, or not morphed, but the timeline has brought us to this particular point in history. Yeah. Which is absolutely crazy. Um, and, uh... The stuff that's going on in your that have that has happened since we started in you and your wife's life, the stuff that's happened since I started um, in my in my life, my family's life, it's all kind of it feels like a culmination. Like it 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 has it all had a purpose, especially for episode fifty, right. for for what we're going to talk about and um, stuff that's going on twenty twenty this year, COVID quarantine. The election, it's um, racism. Mm-hmm. The 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 fact that all this stuff is like on the forefront of people's minds in a way that it has not been in a in a long time yeah. is uh, we, we is definitely crazy. didn't envision that the right. podcast was gonna take the turns and the that it did. hills and valleys that it did because nobody knew what was right. coming this year. And so I mean, answering the questions that like our model says, answering the questions that intersect that we find at the yeah. cross section of, yeah. of faith and culture is necessarily going to have to be responsive to what's happening in the culture how can we not talk yeah. about this because <laughs> that's the challenge is new right. stuff comes up that, that may be right we understand it's, it's all in the same route, right. right and there's right. nothing new under the sun the bible right. tells us but uh, may seem like a new situation and that we don't know how to answer how to handle right um and so those are always the situations where uh, as people of faith we're confronted with okay now I got to figure out where God lands on this stuff and, uh, and right you know so yeah we had we certainly had things in mind and mm-hmm. there's there's tons more things that we can continue to will continue to address in season right. two but um, but this year uh, let it let itself you know yeah <laughs> and, uh, we, we had we had talked about taking a break at fifty and then uh, we talked about today continuing as all this stuff is kind of like unfolding like right in front of our eyes especially through to november um because anything could happen in those weeks and if we're on break you know not being in a position where we can just readily hey let's talk about this or bring somebody on to talk about it Mm -hmm. um was uh something that we decided yeah we should probably keep it we should probably keep it going and we're, we'll, you know, we're going to keep it open for, for our listeners and for our viewers. You know, we're going to keep a, 
an open mind towards things. Our plan is to have our final episode of season one air uh, the Monday before election day. Yeah. Uh, talking about what does November 4th look like. Um, but depending on what happens in the world after that, uh, you know, we are planning on launching season two at the beginning of 2021. <laughs> but depending on what happens in yeah. the aftermath of the election yeah. um, and, and what the world looks like, uh, if we if we do see, you know, a, the big spike in COVID yeah. cases that's been predicted and who knows what else might be in store for 2020, uh, we might end up jumping in sooner than that. Right. But, uh, uh, well, so was I can't that a, we've hit fifty. Episodes. It's crazy. I mean, that's that's a year every week. That's crazy, bro. Um, was that a typo when you said what does uh, November fourth loom like? Or did no. you mean did you mean to say that? Did I say loom? Yeah, I, I said loom. <laughs> I thought that was dope. I was like, that's a great play on words. Play and and. Um, Oh, in my text? In your I text. Know. I don't know. Did I did a typo? In? Yeah, I said I like, loom. I don't think I said loom just now. but <laughs> No, not just now. In your text, you said, what does November 4th loom like? I was trying to figure out what you but said But that's loom. dope. That's dope. Because it's <laughs> like people's, uh, everybody's mind, everybody's hearts are going to be, yeah. you know, very tense. Yeah. And it is going to be like something is lurking in the background. It, it's not right. really November 3rd that looms. Right. It's November 4th. Right. It's what? What is the decision? What's right. the outcome going to right. look like? And bated breath, and bro. what what is everyone's reaction going yeah. to be to that? There's been yeah. a lot of conjecture about different groups um, <laughs> reacting different ways to different outcomes and what that might look like for us yeah. as a country. Um, and, and of course, we understand like that kind of stuff is fear. Right? You know, yeah, I always tell people fear is is our imagine God given imagination projecting negative possible the outcomes worst case to an scenario future. Right. We have right? no clue what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, we have no idea if that's going to come to pass. We have no idea if that's going to yeah. happen. Um, and and the Bible tells us, right, be concerned about today. Today's got enough worries for itself. Um, and so we try not to we try not to prognosticate yeah. oh. and project too far into the future. Yeah. We want to deal with what's here and now. Yo, this is an aside. This is a hard left turn. But Jesse, <laughs> Jesse smell good as a mug right now. He, he took well, a shower. His cologne. Yeah, I got my smell good. It's, my it's beard, crazy. Y'all can't tell, but he, he, he smelled my, good. Yeah. So what are we going to get into today? Well, I I, uh, I thought it, would, it was per- a perfect uh, segue from last week. Because yeah. we kind of touched on it towards the end of last week. Um, this idea of um, declaring uh, America a Christian nation yeah. um, as most uh, Christians are want to do yeah. um, on both sides of the fence. It's just something we grew up with. It, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a un, unwritten understanding amongst people of faith that like this is a Christian nation. It's yeah. part of our claim to, um, to to power and influence, yeah. uh, ongoing influence and control over the direction that the country goes, right? Um, and and juxtaposing that with, I have no idea why I'm using big words today. <laughs> It's that cologne. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was discussing with a friend of mine at the church who has uh, decided in his retirement to read the entire three novel collection of the writings of Thomas Aquinas. Oh, and I was like, man, you're getting in deep. But anyway, wow. uh, juxtaposing the idea of um, declaring America as a Christian nation versus the Constitution of the right. United States. Right. And as we touched on last week. Uh, one of the one of the absolute core principles of what makes America America, what 
was unique about the American dream at yeah. its uh, outset, um, codified in the Constitution, was this idea of freedom of religion. Yeah. That, that people would be able to live here and, and be free from government oppression, from uh, uh, individual oppression, yeah. from any kind of control uh, in practicing their religious belief. Yeah. Um, and, and while obviously at the, the early outset of that, that was pretty much completely <laughs> reserved for different branches of Christianity right. as we've grown as a nation right. and, and come to understand that that was meant to protect all religious faiths. So you have this, you have this tension between the constitution that, that declares, and again, this is kind of a, a quasi faith conversation because we have to remember especially when we talk about the president of the United States somebody made a good point like the president has to serve all of the citizens of yeah. the United States and so you know yeah we're still somewhere around 60% Christian according to who people claim to who claim to be Christian yeah that leaves 40% of Americans which I don't know do the math we're, we got like what 337 million people or something like that in the United States so you're talking about tens of you know hundred of mil, hundred million people or something like that mm -hmm. who are not Christian mm -hmm. who still have to be served by the president and Congress right. and, and all these things and their religious beliefs mm -hmm. their faith mm -hmm. um, their moral standards um, all also fall under the protection of the Constitution mm -hmm. um, and, and you know from a constitutional viewpoint so you have the First Amendment we're all very uh, uh, familiar with that. We also have in the Constitution what's called the equal protection under the law. So you put those two together, and we begin to have a tension when a religious group, and this is, and it's Christians, because right. we're the ones who are the majority. No, no other religious group has ever had the opportunity right. to to it, do this. The, we're in, the, in only the United ones. States. Yeah, in the right. United States, we're the only ones um, to make our religious beliefs law which seems to violate equal protection mm -hmm. under the First Amendment, which guarantees freedom of religion. I like how you, this is, this is just, right now, you're strictly talking about the Constitution. Yeah. You ain't even talking about uh, um, what our responsibility as believers. Yeah. You're talking about just the Constitution alone. It, that would violate the Constitution. Yeah. Just that. Yeah. 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 The, the sense being, yeah. the sense being, and I had never thought of it this way until, That's crazy. until you know, your wife, attorney, you know, uh, uh, brought it up, yeah. um, was that it's almost, it's, it's un-American right. to say that America is a Christian nation. Right. Right. According to the Constitution. The Constitution. Yeah. Right. Which, which is the, which is the, the. It is the foundational right. base of, of right. what our nation is. And if you're going to be operates. American, and if you're going to be patri that patriotic, you have to agree with that point. Yeah. Like, that that point can't just be yeah. glanced over. You can't, you, you can't glaze over that. You can't be like, yeah, but it's, I'm supposed to... I feel like if you really understood it, it would stump you just like that. You would be stumped and be like, wait a second, what, what am I doing? Yeah. If I am that patriotic, if I, if I am pro-America, uh, like most Christians are, most evangelicals are. Um, and equating that with pro-freedom, right. right? Then you should think twice about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because it's right there in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. 
it's crazy. Yeah. It's, we, 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 by, by promoting our yeah. own faith standards into law, we're restricting wow. the freedom of belief. And, and again, remember, that covers all beliefs. So right. that includes, right. a lot of people might say, well, you know, the stuff that we codify for the most part is agreed upon by most religions, right. you know, when it comes to uh, human dignity and value mm-hmm. in life and things like that. That's but across the board. You, you have atheists, you have agnostics, you have Wiccans, mm-hmm. you, ha- you know, uh, uh, you have all of, you have Satanists. Mm-hmm. These are all religious beliefs. That's right. And so, you know, I think, I think in practice, <laughs> most Christians would probably say that if they could, they would rewrite the, fir- the first right. commandment to say freedom of religion for Christians. Right. That's right. right. But, but right. we can't do that. That's not what it says. And so there is this tension of like, we're violating our own constitution mm-hmm. with this idea that like our nation is a Christian nation because right. we're saying to 40, at least 40% of Americans, this nation is not for you. Right. And our laws are not going to reflect your beliefs. And, and as we've seen throughout history, in a lot of ways, our laws are going to infringe upon your they will beliefs. Always, your they will beliefs, always right? do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that becomes problematic when you, when you get to, you know, we had a podcast where we talked about abortion, mm-hmm. right? And it, abortion <laughs> is, is, is almost exclusively a, a religious question. Yeah. Right. We base our anti-abortion views upon right. a couple of verses in the Bible. And, and so, and, and now we're in the middle of confirmation hearings for yeah. Supreme Court Justice. Yeah. yeah who is going to, we hope, Christians hope, is going to sway the balance of power in the in the, the Supreme Court, which interprets and applies the Constitution to to ban favor, abortions. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really in violation of the Constitution. It's really... It, <laughs> it's, it really it's, I don't see how we don't see that. If, if you're fighting so hard, and here's, here's a side that that I want to tackle real, real quick. Um, we were never as believers, as Christ followers, after, when Jesus came. Um, he came to show us a, a, new, a new and living way, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was something that he completely fulfilled in his coming. And he told disciples, I, I'm bringing you something new. Mm-hmm. You had this, now you have this. And what I want you to do with this is love each other just like I'm loving you. What that looks like on an individual situational basis is up to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. As it pertains to the, the government and politics, why we think it's our job to go in and change it, to make it fit what we want. Mm. I'm not sure why we do that. When when living in a way that brings glory to God and loving people to Jesus is what we're supposed to be doing. So yeah. um if I'm if I'm uh in if I'm the mayor or governor or senator, my job as a believer is not to get laws changed so that other believers can have can be safer in their city or safer in their state or safer in the country to get prayer in school. That's not necessarily my job, unless the Holy Spirit tells me to do that. Mm-hmm. My job on a practical level, at the at the most practical level, um, 
on a daily basis is to go in to my office and be a light, not be a jerk. So when it's time for me to leave, people are like, yo, that guy, Tommy, man, there was something different about him. Yeah. It, did yeah. I live in a way that let people know I belong to Jesus instead yeah. of trying to push my morals, what I base my morals on, my filter through which everything flows trying to push it on on them. And my question is, why do we think that is our job to change mm-hmm. to change the government yeah. in yeah. our favor? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the reality of it is that just the way that we've chosen to express our faith and our Christianity mm-hmm. publicly and in the world and in politics and in uh, just day to day life, unfortunately if we are honest with ourselves, yeah. looks more like the Pharisees yeah. in the Bible than it does Jesus. People I feel do not I like feel that. like I feel like <laughs> they don't like that. The American Christian church yeah. would be the ones criticizing Jesus for for having dinner with sinners, criticizing him for yeah. uh, serving the unlovable. Right. Right. Like, you know, let's 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 change some of the parables, let's put them in the modern day. Let's say a YouTube video got posted that that Jesus sat down and had, you know, had a conversation with you know, an amicable conversation, <laughs> just a hangout. Played right. golf. Let's say played golf with, because right. you know I've been I've That's... been hammering on this fact that even, and these are all present. Like the fact that taxpayers are paying hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. for our presidents to play golf. Right, right, right. Is ridiculous. Um, stay in the White House and do work. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's just nuts. But, ah, but anyway, so let's say like a video surfaced of them cordially and amicably playing golf with yeah. the number one terror leader in right. the world. Like people, he's playing people, golf with with um, uh, North Korea's. Uh, he passed away, but him if he was still yeah, alive. Yeah, Kim Jong Un. Like, yeah, like yeah. the person again. So like the woman at the well was a Samaritan. She was a Samaritan and a woman. Come on. So that was a double mark against her. That Jesus went. Right. It says that the disciples were shocked, but none of them really knew what to say to right. him. So like, and and um, I was I was reading recently. Um, I was I was working on a, a talk for our chapel uh, for our. Um, our Bible college students uh, about loving the unlovable. And I was mm-hmm. looking at, I was thinking about what came to my mind with the Holy spirit uh, reminding me was a story when the, the Roman centurion. Yes. Right. And like, we have to, you have to put yourselves in the context of like his, most of his followers are Jews. Right. You have to understand this, this, what's is, happening. this is like, right. I don't know. Like I, I don't know what the analogy would be. The, it would be like the KKK no, it, ruler, of uh, the the uh, Grand Klansman, whatever they call, coming coming to my house and asking me to change his tire, to help him change his tire. Or if you guys have ever seen, because I posted a clip of this, so it was on my mind, the movie Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. It it would be like. It would be like the the guy I forget his name who led the horseman who you know went to his family and burned uh, his house down and then ended up killing his kids and was you know burning people in churches like the oppressor. This was dude, the oppressor. Right. We don't really have that in America because you know we're we're the that's know, not the top here one. So we right. have to go back into our history a little bit to maybe have some way of understanding what, what this, this person like. represented right. in society. Like this was a Roman centurion, right? And, and and a high ranking one at that in you terms had of how to do what he said in in, right. in terms of how he interacted with Jesus right. and talking about faith I'm I'm over men and they do what I say right 
him serving them, like people would have been, people would, today would just be in an uproar. Right. Would just be in an uproar. Right. And, 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 but I think Jesus was modeling what civil service has to look like in a country like ours, where we, where we have established ourselves under a constitution that protects everyone. Yeah. To protect everyone's religious beliefs, but it also equal protection under the law for every person. For everybody. Man, woman, child, black, white, Asian, Native American, yeah. whatever. Everyone should have equal protection. Means that if I'm a civil servant, yeah. whether I'm a mayor or a governor or a congressperson or a president, I, my job is not to advance my own my own That's beliefs right. and my own agenda. It's to make sure that I'm serving the best interest right. of all of the people right. that I serve. Is that that would be akin to what Paul said? Do it. Do your job as unto the Lord, as just as if the Lord told you to do it, or even you're doing it for Him. Like yeah. it's it's His it's His yard, and you're mowing it for Him. Yeah. Like the Lord is watching you. Um, in that in that instance, it's just like, oh, well, I'm going to do it to the best. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it to in, uh, in a way that that you are happy, you are proud yeah. of me, you are pleased with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, as a servant. As a servant. As a servant. As a yeah. servant. But that's not that's not what has happened. And and it's funny. I was just thinking the woman at the well wasn't the only woman that Jesus had an interaction with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was the woman caught in adultery. It was a woman whose son died. He actually went up to her and comforted her yeah. and brought him back to the life. Unclean, the right. woman with the issue of blood. Right, the woman with the issue like of blood. Jesus, Jesus's entire min and ministry almost the t- the healing of the lepers. Yeah, the um, the blind beggar who right. everyone told to shut up because right. he kept shouting Jesus' name, but Jesus turned and, and asked them, "What can I?" Jesus's almost entire ministry was not about serving the people he was supposed to be serving. It was about serving all the people society was seemingly against. Bro, look at that. But look look at that, though. It, as it pertains to this conversation, um, Christian nation versus, versus the Constitution. Jesus, who all the Jews understood what his coming, his earthly coming meant as far as what the direct translation of Messiah means, the anointed one. And they were thinking, he's coming to set up the nation of Israel. Yeah, yeah. You know, to be the most powerful nation on earth. You know, mm-hmm. Rome is about to get yeah. obliterated. Did you see how he just turned that water into wine? They're about to get, he's about to kill them all. So everything that he did that was outside of that, which was almost everything. Which was everything. Like, <laughs> they were like, wait a second. He never even, you think wait about a like, second. A, a lot of the, um, I mean, if, if you're students of history, yeah. there's a lot of parallels to be made between uh, this kind of biblical time period, apex yeah. of, of Rome right before it kind of began to fall apart. And in America, you see, you see a lot of the same embracing of, of, of sinful, Lifestyles, they were um, the devaluing of human crazy. beings. Like, yeah, <laughs> they were crazy. they were nuts. Like every everything that you know, uh, uh, the Roman Empire, uh, yeah. rampant um, pedophilia, yeah, it was uh, it homosexuality, was, it was slavery, of course, yeah. um, uh, uh, disgusting, an um, enjoyment of disgusting violence yep. and just destruction of people's bodies and purge and, was nothing. Uh, like purge was Rome every day. Yeah, they were just with like, like crowds cheering, with like people this was, cheering. This was a good right. thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, 
And Jesus never once in three years of ministry ever spoke to any of the sin of the Roman Empire. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly and, what and, I'm talking about. Yes. And then later in the rest of the New Testament, mm-hmm. neither did the disciples. Neither did The they. only time when they addressed issues of culture was when they were talking to churches because the saved people were bringing that cultural stuff That's in, right. and that wasn't okay because they're bringing it into the church. He was they like, never you got once mind. spoke to. And so why, why, why do we, as modern day American mm-hmm. Christians, why have we adopted this massive focus on trying to speak to all the sin in the world? When Paul even instructed in, in yeah. that in those some yeah. of those same letters, he was like. Who's right? We don't have yeah, the right to yeah, judge yeah. those who are outside. Yeah, but see that—that's where I think this this ideology mm-hmm. comes into play, because we have labeled America a, a, in violation of our own constitution a R- Christian direct nation. violation. Right. Listen to me, guys. I want you guys to hear this. I truly believe that the majority of America we have equated America. Mm-hmm. 337, whatever, 350 million people, whatever the new census, if they even get to finish it, the new census shows 350 million Americans, only maybe 60% of whom are actually Christian. Yeah. We have equated America with the church, which means it's okay for me to call out sin and try to address all this, this and legislate, uh, you know, Christian morality yeah. as a nation, but, but America is not the church. And, and our nation is not a Christian nation. It's our nation not. is a nation of freedom and liberty for all people. That's right. From all faith right. backgrounds, from all traditions, from all nationalities yeah. and backgrounds. Which means we should be able to, and this is a small part of it, but if you can't even sit down with your neighbor who is Muslim or who is Sikh, uh, Sikh, I guess the pronunciation is, or who is even an atheist, and have dinner with them or talk to them about what, uh, how they're taking care of their lawn or whatever. We're not being accurate representations of the government with which we are supposed to be ambassadors for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's, it, it, it all, it, it's not confusing because I see it. I see it, it's, it's just saddening is what it is. Yeah. Because, like you said the other day, we have chosen to sacrifice at the altar of... Uh, sacrifice these things at the altar of our own political con- uh, convenience. Mm-hmm. We're just like, it's crazy. Yeah. If, if you I are, want America to be right. the way I want it to the be. The way I want and it to I be. I don't care how that affects anyone who believes differently than me because I don't see the nation as being something that's supposed to serve all people. Right. I it's see the serve? nation as something that's supposed to serve me. Right. And, it's, and like we said last week, it is not for this government to make our following of Christ palatable. Yeah. They, they have no better. Paul, Paul instructed us this wise statement that was illuminated to him that we're supposed to work out our own salvation yeah. Through, yeah. through fear and trembling. Yeah. Work out our own salvation, but we've left that up to the government. Yeah. Now, we want our president to make sure our salvation is, in, is yeah. intact. I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it, because I believe history bears it out. And what we see steps. even today proves it too. Yeah. Um, in, in, in what we see of the state of the church in America versus what we see of the state in, of the church in places like Iraq, Afghanistan, China, Korea. Um, the worst thing that ever happened to the thriving church. Out the, only th- the worst thing that ever happened to the church was its acceptance and incorporation into government. 
right? As soon as as Bro. soon as Rome did that. Bro. And then you see it in how it spread to Europe and became this ugly twisted thing Completely. that gave birth to the Inquisition and to slavery Crusaders. and to the Crusades and all of mm-hmm. that ugliness that we look back today and we admit was wrong. We don't make the the connection that the church was pure. Even though it had its issues, that's what the New Testament was all about. Yeah. But its its existence and its purpose was pure until it got incorporated into government. That's right. Until it got connected with human power. That's the same thing that happened in the Old Testament, too. The children of Israel started out. They started out pure. And then they saw the surrounding nations. We talked about this last week. Yeah. They saw what uh, Syria was doing. They saw yeah. what... Um, um, uh, Persia was doing they, and adopt they, the cultural customs. They were like, "Oh, they can do it. Why can't we? We, we want got a king. A king. We, we should a king. have a king." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, the worst thing that could, right. that ever happened to Christianity was being a, was being adopted and accepted. Yep. Um, and and really, the United States mm-hmm. of America is the apex of that issue. Yeah. Is that we got so incorporated into the the halls of power? Yeah. That the Christianity, the true Christ likeness, has been corrupted. What happened to the the whole Jesus, the the man of sorrows, the suffering king? You know what I'm saying? Like he was he he was a quintessential example of how we are to live. That is not to say that we can't have I you can't have a mansion. I can't have a Lamborghini if I want a Lamborghini. But it is to say that how we walk out this life this christian life has nothing to do with um the power that even the children of israel was was seeking from him Mm -hmm. we see that throughout the new testament nothing none none of those letters none of those letters that paul wrote timothy wrote that um luke wrote that even some of these um some of these books were were writings attributed to um a lot of these apostles that somebody wrote, um, we don't see anything that remotely looks like elitism. Yeah. Or in, in, in government fact, or, pow- or power. They, right. Usually it's this, it's speaking, it was the, the, if you ever see it referenced, it's right. speaking against it. Right. Right. Don't come in and go to the, 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 the best seat in the house. James. Or someone more important than James, you. James, that's in, right. And you get shame. That's Sit right. Sit in the back, humble yourself, and then get ex- esteemed when the, that's right. the host comes and says, oh, why are you sitting way back here? Come up that's here. That's right. Right. And, and uh, uh, I don't remember which. Actually, I think it's in First Corinthians. I don't remember which chapter, though, because we studied it recently. It might be somewhere around 9 or 10. Paul talks about this issue with the the um, not communion but the Lord's feast, the right. love feast, right? The love feast where everyone was supposed to come together like a potluck, and the rich people were coming either early, and, right. and they were bringing all their, right. their sumptuous foods and fine wines, and they were consuming it real quickly before the poor before the could poor. Get there. That's right. And so then the poor didn't have enough, mm-hmm. and the the rich. And so there was this separation. And then we see it when it says, yeah. don't be wearing your fine That's jewelry right. and clothes right. and, and setting yourself up with all this, right? Everything in Christianity. I mean, what did Jesus say? The first shall be last. Yeah. The last, you have to take up your cross. You have to be yeah. a servant to all. It was all about destroying uh, elitism. It was all, all about, about all about destroying it. Yeah. In, yeah. in, in fact, and then, uh, we, you know, we've just been starting in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 where Paul talks about this picture of the body. And it's, he makes very clear through it all, these are mm-hmm. gifts, mm-hmm. so we can't boast in them, right? Right. We're all supposed to be in unity, right? Not uniformity, but unity, right? Because there's a diversity in the body of Christ that's beautiful and amazing. 
And then it talks about how the Gosh. ones that are more visible have less protection and honor. That's than those right. Who are less visible. And then he says the reason for that is that basically to bring harmony, which That's is right. an e- equalness. An e- a equal, a level playing yeah. field. Yeah. Put everybody, which, uh, and you just sped right by it, but him, him actually saying um, not to glory in the gift. Yeah. He said, I don't because need to glory in gift. Life. It's just the gift. You didn't earn it. You it's, didn't create it. The Lord gave it to you. The, and he said, the weakness. Yeah. Because when we're weak, then we yeah. are strong. But yeah. it's all because of what he's yeah. done for us. Scripture and, yeah. and, and Jesus were all about uh, bringing the low up and bringing the high down huh. and serving each other. And look, it, it stops right there yeah. at the cross. It's not, it puts us all on an equal playing field, yeah. which, uh, which the, opposite, the, mind, the opposite mindset of elitism does not do that. Yeah. It has a tier, it has yeah. a, it's a tier system, the, it's a hierarchy. Which is natural, it, right. the reason God had to constantly hit this in, in, yeah. in multiple different ways from multiple different uh, uh, approaches and angles was because he knows that that's our tendency. Yes, yes. Even even today, we were talking with our small group, uh, with my Bible study group, uh, about some of their experiences back in the in the seventies and stuff when the you know spiritual gifts kind of uh, uh, came out in, in the in the church that we're a part of now, which has a long history, um, <laughs> like, you know, over a hundred years. Wow, from its inception that's to crazy. what it is now. Um, and how there was this hierarchy and there was this elitism and mm-hmm. it's like we're better than you because mm-hmm. we and I can I come from a church that, that taught that that, that that the gift of speaking in tongues yeah. was universal and for all believers and that you didn't have the Holy Spirit unless you spoke, unless in, tongues, you spoke in tongues which is completely unscriptural and and then Paul even says right. at the end of That's chapter right. 12 he said this well in 13 uh, in 14 he, he said speaking in tongues is awesome but it's of no value to anyone other than yourself. That's right. And at the end of chapter 12, he That's says, right. uh, so you should prefer or you should, uh, I forget the exact words. I think it's. Um, I thought he said um, you should desire. Yeah, but it's it's deeper than earnestly. That's earnestly, what it is. Yeah. Earnestly desire the more helpful gifts. In That's other right. words, we should be pursuing the spiritual gifts that benefit the people around benefit us more. The body. And, That's right. Unless we forget, none of that is just for believers. Because then what did Jesus say? He said, do good to your enemies, Mm -hmm. pray for them, bless them, give to them without even expecting to be repaid, Mm -hmm. right? All of this stuff. And so he takes all of that and says, yes, you need to love each other, right? Because it starts at home. It starts within the body first. But Mm -hmm. then we're supposed to care for everyone else, whether we like them or not, whether we agree with them or not, knowing that they're sinners, the same as we're sinners, right? Uh, uh, And treat them with that same love and compassion and preference and protection and compassion, all that stuff that God gives us and all that stuff that he, he calls us to treat our brothers and sisters with. Yeah. We're all supposed to, mm-hmm. also supposed to treat other people with that mm-hmm. same uh, consideration. What are we, so, so where, where should we be standing as we're leading up to the election? People are like, believers are like, yeah, but I feel like, it's our duty. The Bible talks about um, um, us having dominion on the earth and all this other stuff. But the Constitution, and I, I'm not even sure many people are actually thinking about what the Constitution says and in that regard as far as um, 
that there should be a separation yeah. between. Oh, they they know what the Second Amendment says, right? So but we don't want to talk about the First right. Amendment or the equal protection. Right. We just want right. to talk about gun rights. Right. What about religious rights? What about the fact that we're trying to, like, you want gun rights, but at the same time you want the Supreme Court to interpret the Constitution as saying that people don't have the freedom to choose whether or not to have an abortion, right. which is a strictly religious you can't issue. Have, you can't have abortion. But as, as for believers, as, uh, as far as believers are concerned, where should we be? Because th- this is what, and, and I love what you posted yesterday, and this is what I tried to convey to someone who uh, had a rebuttal to what you posted. Um, they claimed that you were judging the church and you and all the stuff like this. And um, Paul actually talked about that. Our responsibility as believers is not to judge the world. We have the right to judge each other. Most of, if not the majority of Paul's letters were all challenging and encouraging. He challenged them because they got off course and he was just course correcting them. And then he encouraged them to stay on course. Um, and he told them that he was praying for them and he, he would come to visit and all this stuff like that. So what we are basically doing is this is our letter to the church. <laughs> this is our letter to the church is, hey, you're off course. We're off course and we need to get back on course. Our, we our could have focus, called the podcast Letters right. to the Church of Francis Champions. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's just a it's just a letter. It's a letter from us to you guys because this is something that we have learned because we grew up in we grew up in it. Jesse yeah. grew up in it. I grew up in it. We've seen it play out in so many wrong ways and have so many um, uh, harsh uh, and detrimental effects on people and in people's lives, even in our in my life. Um, and even in Jesse's life. Yeah. Um, so this is just a course correction. This is not us um, hating on the church. This is us actually loving the church. Paul's letters was yeah. him loving the church. He loved it so much he saw that there needed to be yeah. some correction. This, this is all this is. This all is. It's the same thing with the way people rail against people being right. anti-patriotic, anti-American. Right. It's like it says it right there in Scripture. And this is coming from the nature and character of God. He corrects those that he loves. Those he loves, he corrects. Any anyone right. who says that loving someone is just letting them do whatever they're gonna do. Yeah, God gave us free choice. Oh, that's so. But he taught us wrong in so many ways. Right? And that's, I think <laughs> right. that's where we've missed it. Right. Is that right. we've substituted control for teaching. So we want to make it a law. We want to take away your right to choose, even though God never took away our right to wow. choose. Wow. Wow. Instead of actually trying to teach people and address the issues of right. the heart that lead to a lot of the right. things that we don't like, right. Right? right? And so the people, people, you know, like us who have critiques mm-hmm. of America and the American church mm-hmm. and just the way that we operate as a nation and how we treat people, yeah. our foreign policy, our politics, our our uh, financial system, whatever. People are like, "Oh, you hate America? You're anti-patriotic?" Like, no, that's not it. No, we don't hate. This is it, a great place. It's actually a sign of love. Right. That's right. Otherwise, I don't, if I don't care, mm-hmm. if I don't love you, then I don't care. And That's if right. I don't care, why am I going to waste my time, breath, right. energy, resources trying to bring about change? That is every. That is an indictment against every coach, basketball, soccer, baseball, uh, badminton, whatever, every teacher, um, everyone who's trying to help anyone yeah. grow and be better. 
if you don't get an F, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> you don't get an F. You know what I'm saying? Then how do you know that you're going the wrong way? Your teacher has to tell you, no, that was wrong. You, this is how you should do it, and do it do it over. Oh, this that's right. You got it. Now, now you've learned. It's but, the but same. But that thing. is the culture that we yeah. live in right now. Because if you talk to teachers, which I know a few, yeah, and you know you see you see memes and stuff about this posted yeah. by teachers, so you know that this is how a lot of them is that they they talk about. It, and I've seen one and had conversations with teachers like you know 30, 40 years ago when they, you had the parent teacher conference yeah, yeah, and yeah. the student was not performing well. Yeah. the parents' focus was on the kid. Yeah, now the focus is on the teachers. What are you doing? And, and it's essentially it's that. completely when a, changed. And, and, That's right. Uh, you guys seen Remember the Titans? Remember the dad who yelled at the coach when he yeah. took his son out because he was getting beat? Yeah. Why are you taking my son out? Put my son back in. He's a star. He's a player, right? Yeah. It, it's basically saying, you hate you hate my kid. Right. Don't correct him. You took my He's kid out to get have a coach and you hate right. my kid. Why did you take my kid out? You hate my kid. You don't love my kid. The same thing with the teacher. Why are you yeah. failing? Why are you failing my kid? Right. My kid hasn't done any of their homework, right. doesn't study, just right. plays video game at home, and I don't do anything about their education and they're failing in the class. Why do you hate my son? That's right. Right? That's why right. do you hate my daughter? Why do That's you right. right? And and the same thing. Somebody speaks up about something that needs to change in America. Why do you hate America? What what have we turned like, into? Up, <laughs> what have we turned as believers, what have we turned into that we like, that we would rather? Pharisees. Man, I the next book I'm gonna write after the one I'm writing right now is gonna be titled "The Pharisee Church," man. Because we gotta, we have to deal with the fact that we've become elite, and we have become, we've become elite. elitist. That's right. That's right. We've become uh, power hungry. That's right. Um, we've become abusive of other people, mm-hmm. and we have become unyielding to change. Yeah. And if there's one thing a Christian can never become, yeah, is unyielding to change. That's what right. does the Bible say? We are clay in the potter's hands. That's right. And until you get to heaven, he's not done shaping you. That's right. So if at any point we become rigid, yeah. well, what happens when God tries, what happens when you try to exert force and shift and change the shape of something that's, that's gotten hard and brittle? Mm-hmm. It breaks. It's break. And that's what we're seeing right break. now. But check this out. That is, those are the definitions of progressive and conservative. Progressives can move forward they move forward hey this needs to change it's not working like it used to let's let's keep it rolling and and see what the next the next chapter brings we didn't say liberal we didn't say liberal we said progressive progressive conservative is someone who wants to conserve yeah keep things the way that they are the way it's been yeah we as believers have are called to progress we are called paul said i'm i'm pressing forward Towards the mark of the price of the high calling. We're constantly supposed to be moving forward. That means we can't do it the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Just because we liked it. I heard somebody say, and I think I might have quoted this um, on a previous podcast um, a few back. But um, a lot of people were on the cutting edge of what God did. Mm. Like, he did, he's done that already. Right. He's not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But we want to stay there because that was cutting edge for its time. But staying there hinders us from moving forward with what God is trying to do now. And um, I'm going to low battery mode. I'm going to have to go get my charger in a second. Um, But, yeah, it's it's so sad. And that book, 
is going to be exciting. I can't wait to read it. The Pharisee Church. <laughs> I don't know how exciting That's, it's going to uh, be. It's probably not going to be a bestseller. But I'm not worried about how many copies I sell. I'm like, I'm just trying to be faithful to what God. But think about it. Puts on me to write because that's a letter. The, another again, another letter. Yeah. Paul's letters weren't bestsellers. He just wrote them and sent them to the Church of Corinth, yeah. the Church of Thessal, uh, Thessalonica, which was his first, which was his first letter. Um, he just sent them yeah. to these to these places, and people later copied them by hand, mm-hmm. just to keep them. Circulating, yeah. yeah, among those now the among those churches. The, now the letter to the Thessalonians is the letter to, you know, how many people groups and how many languages, right, and, right? right, yeah. So it's like, and the letter to the to the Pharisee church is for for who who whomever has the ear yeah, yeah. to hear. Yeah, we have to we'll hear it. You you asked a question a little bit earlier, and, and and we can end with that thought. You say, you know, where where should Christians stand? And, and yeah. this is this is my honest opinion the more that i thought about this and again like (laughs) this is directly confronting a lot of what i assumed to be true what i was taught to be true how i lived much of my life as a christian um one is i I, (laughs) there needs to be a separation of church and state so desperately we need to detangle ourselves from this corrupt and messed up system human system um and just focus on living the way God has called us to live. They used to scream that. I remember he- hearing Christians scream that when I was growing up. Separation of church and state. Supposed to be separate. Supposed to be. Because um, I can't even remember why because I didn't even care about it yeah. then. You know what I'm saying? But I remember hearing, hearing that. I don't know if it was just my parents or the particular church I was at. But that does not seem to be the cry. The, the heart cry of the church today. Mm-mm. Yeah, we want separation of church and state when the state ever seems to mass and social distancing. Yeah. For example, we want separation of church and state. <laughs> Leave we us do alone. not want the state involved in the church, right? right? But on the other side, when it's stuff that we want, we want to ban abortion, we want to ban same-sex marriage, and right. we want to close our borders. Uh, so we would we oh, would God. like a we would like a joining of church and state, please. You have to you have to add that to your book. Oh, which you probably are. Oh, which, uh, yeah. The Pharisees did the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. We don't want the Romans yeah. to help us. But, but when it comes to crucifying Jesus, we need y'all's help. Yeah, the the dichotomy, the right. split, the pharisaical right. notion that when it's for us, we're cool with this right. idea. And when it's against us, we don't like this idea. Like you can't be, it's hypocritical. It's completely hypocritical. It's hypocritical. Yeah. And, and we, the church desperately needs a reclamation of integrity. That's right. Um, and honesty mm-hmm. um, and righteousness. Yeah. Um, like we said, I, what I think Christians need to deal with is we need to start dealing with our own sin. That's right. That starts with us individually. That's right. And then dealing with the sin in the church before we ever even imagine that we are in a place to speak to anything else. And that's that's the parable of the speck in the log, yeah. right? That was two weeks ago it's, we talked about that. We're walking around yeah, telling, right. telling these people who don't even believe in God, this is you can't live like that and you can't choose to do that. And the mm-hmm. whole time we're, you know, like we talked about we talked about before, like, oh, we want to ban abortion, but we're not engaging the same level of intensity and resources yeah. and focus on dealing with pornography and sexual immorality within the church. Or the the ignoring and and excluding people who don't have as much as we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
low-income families, yeah. minorities, people yeah. uh, people of color. Yeah. We want to fight we against... We want to talk about that. We want to fight against right. the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and we fight against same-sex marriage. Right. But we don't want to deal with divorce. Right. We don't want to deal with... Uh, abuse. False witness. We don't abuse want to, yeah, in the... Physical abuse, physical emotional abuse, abuse that's sexual right. abuse. Mm-hmm. We don't want to deal with any of that stuff in the church. We want to sweep under the rug, mm-hmm. pretend it didn't happen, all that. And it's like, dude... What does that look like to the church? It looks like we're picking and choosing right. what sin is important. And funny how it always seems to work out that the only sin that's important is other people's sin. Always. The, I, it's just, it's, it's, it's an absolute, complete contradiction to everything Jesus taught. Man. Jesus said, deal with yourself. <laughs> the love, man, it, it's, if he... It's prophetic. I, the Bible it is, said... It is. The love of many will grow cold, and that's essentially what's happened. Is that our love for each other and our love for the lost it has grown cold? Ooh, um, in, that, our, in our love for self, yeah. And the problem with love for self is that love for self covers up and hides and pretends that the issues are not there instead yeah. of dealing with them. Yeah, and the love for self has come become a lie. Yeah, being lying to yourself, being dishonest with yourself. Uh, if God. Um, I, I absolutely love that because if God thought that much of us that he would send Jesus, why do we think that, why do we think so less of each other? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The same bad people that he sent Jesus for are us, was yeah. us, is us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he still sent him. Yeah. I love how Paul said, while we were still sinning, Christ died. Yeah. While we were still... He, uh, one version says, while we were yet in our sin, we were we were doing it, actively sinning. Yeah. We were enemies He's, of God. He died. That's right. He, he died for his us. Life. Yeah. But we don't look at each other like that. We we don't view each other as. I'm not sure if I told this story, but um, uh, and I'll keep it very short. But there was a woman who who had gotten saved. She was a stripper. She started attending this church, and uh, one Sunday. Um, she went and was speaking with the pastor and he was asking, he was asking her how she was doing, you know, how this is all new for her. You know, what does she think? She was like, I think it's great, but I'm a little confused. He said, why? He said, because that guy over there in the corner talking to that person, I know him. She, he was like, where do you know him from? And this is before the pastor knew she was a stripper. Yeah. She said, well, I used to strip and I didn't tell you that before. But he would always come into my strip club. Why that's ironic is the week before, he went up to the pastor and was criticizing him about what he was preaching. Mm-hmm. This guy was an elder in the church. He never stopped to think. This is where I'm going with that. He never stopped to think that that woman's life was worth Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we look at people like, ah, oh, they don't need Jesus. They're, look at them. They're up there stripping. We don't... And we we lie we we lie to ourselves about that and we lie to ourselves about our own stuff and yeah. then we want to criticize other. He walked up to the pastor and was like, "Ah, you shouldn't be preaching about yeah. that." What what is wrong with us? Yeah, yeah. We and that's why we don't I, I love think, each other. <laughs> I think we I think we need to I think we as as individual believers need to become less concerned. Yeah. With trying to build some Christian utopia. And just deal with our own sin. Because here's here's the reality. If each of us dealt with our own sin, yeah. and if each of us 
brought the truth and the love and the compassion and the mercy and the power of the gospel to the people around us, yeah. America would become a Christian nation organically, organically, which is exactly how Jesus intended it to be. We will, That's we why he never, he never bothered addressing the nation's yeah. states. He never bothered addressing yeah. the sin of those. Jesus even said, I don't judge those who... Not even he didn't say don't hear my right. words. He said hear my words and don't believe. And don't believe. So they knew he preached to them. They should have accepted. But he says I didn't come to judge them. Yeah. There's a judgment day that's going to happen, and we're all trying to do it on a daily basis instead right. of letting God do it. Yeah. On the judgment day. Right. And in the meantime, for the world, all we that's should right. be doing is trying to live right as yeah. disciples of Christ and touch the lives of people around us with the love of God. If we did that, everything we're trying to accomplish from a governmental standpoint would happen organically. It would. It, we would have a righteous nation. We would have a Christian nation. Because people would see that it's it real on the outside and force yeah. people. Yeah. Right. There's we. If every person in the United States of America became Christian, there's no violation of the First Amendment. <laughs> The, the First Amendment doesn't say you can only be one faith. It says you have a right, freedom of religion. Right. But to bypass right. people's hearts and to go to a government and say, we're going to establish laws and ways of thinking, right. ways of doing things that prefer one religious right. belief right. over another is a violation of who we are as a country. It's a violation of our Constitution. Because if we do that, knowing that, that um, Scripture says that Jesus won't come back until... His gospel has been preached throughout the world. Yeah. I think somewhere in the back of the evangelical uh, evangelical's mind, if the government does it for us, we don't have to be in the mess with our neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't have to live that daily life with with um, it's easy. showing them the love of Christ. It's easy. I was telling my Bible study group, I was like, do you want to know why speaking in tongues was yeah. the primary gift that gets that gets uh, really focused on and exalted yeah. when it comes to charismatic Pentecostal mm-hmm. circles and, and when there's outpourings of the Holy Spirit because it's the one that requires no personal responsibility. You're, None. You're uttering nonsense None. to the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Right. No one knows what you're saying. Right. You have no accountability for it. Right. If you give a prophecy, you have accountability you, for that's it. That's right. If you get a word of knowledge or a word of uh, uh, wisdom, you have, you have a responsibility to that. That's right. If the Lord gives you a, a song to sing... Look at all uh, that phrase. You have responsibility that for that. If you have, uh, if God gives you an umption and a gift to care for people or to mm-hmm. uh, perform miracles or to perform healings, right. you have responsibility. People will know if you fail or don't That's right. fail. Speaking in tongues, no one knows. You can just go ba 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 ba, and nobody knows. It could be the Holy Spirit. It could not be the Holy Spirit. That brother, you could be saying nonsense. You could be speaking what the Lord is. Holy. Nobody knows. There's no responsibility. Right. And that's the same way. If we shift the responsibility for holiness and righteousness on the government and the law, then I don't have to take responsibility. Nothing. Then Jesus will come back, and I don't have have to love those people, those those dirty sinners. That's right. I don't have anything to do with them. That's right. I can just look at them and say, "What you're doing is illegal." That's right. And all. And again, all we're doing is. (laughs) What's up, Demetrius? We're rebuilding yeah. the law of Moses. That's right. Instead of the law of Christ. Mm. Like we're we're backtracking. Right. We're we're going backwards. This... We're reversing back into the old testament as if Jesus never came. Right. And the pedal and the the the, the metal has been pushed to the pedal yeah. in twenty twenty. Yeah. It's been accelerated and we're seeing it move at a at all a speed cracks, like we've never seen it before. Showing. It's crazy. All the cracks are showing. It's it, oh my pressure, gosh. 
pressure reveals shaking where the cracks are. reveals right. where the weaknesses are. That's right. If you have an earthquake, it reveals if your foundation was right or not. That's right. If if the pressure comes, it reveals whether or not that thing was strong. And the cracks, and not only in our national fabric, yeah. but in the fabric of the body of Christ, shows that we got work to do. And it doesn't have anything to do with the government of the has United States of America. has nothing to do with them. <laughs> and I feel like there, there, there should be more people, and I said this last week, there should be more people, I'll say it a little differently now, there should be more people that are willing to stand up Say what we're saying. Say what. Repeat even if you don't want to. If you have, you don't have your own thoughts about it. Repeat even what Paul said. Repeat even what Jesus said. Repeat what James said about how we are to live with each other as believers and what our responsibility is as ambassadors from the kingdom of heaven. Do it in a way that produces reconciliation. But understand that there's going to be some division. There's going to be a line that is made of people that want to follow and people that do not want to follow within the body. And you can't, you can't hate them. Your love for them has to outweigh whatever they say bad about you, whatever they, if they, if they unfriend you, whatever. But more people need to stand up. Jesse and I, we know we're not the only ones. But if you have a voice, say something. Say something. Encourage your brothers and sisters. Look. I love you, but you've gotten off path. You've gotten off the path. And nobody's ever, I've said this before, nobody's ever taken their their phone and thrown it out the window when Siri said, uh, course correcting or get back to the root. Nobody's ever taken their phone and thrown it out the window. You don't get mad at Siri. Let's not get mad at each other. We just, we. somebody said the other day, we, we both want to see God's glory. That's all we want. We At our core, we want to see God get glory. We want... His kingdom to come and His will to be done. We don't like it this way. <laughs> we want it the other way, yeah. but this is the way yeah. it has to be. And His kingdom coming and His will be done is not accomplished through the laws of it's the not. country. It's it, they God did that already. We think we're going to do a better job of it than God did. We God can't. gave them the perfect law and gave them all the prescriptions on it how to live flawless. it. And it failed. That's right. And Jesus had to come. To give us a true opportunity for reconciliation with God. It was and flawless. And we think we're going to do it. Right. We think we're going to create a better law right. than what God created. It was flawless because God made it. But it was flawed because people had to execute it. Yeah. Without the Spirit of Without God. Without the Spirit of God. Of them. Yeah. So we can't do it. Jesus did it. Which is why... and. I don't want to repeat what Jesse said. He just said it. Anyways, he just yeah. said it. <laughs> the bottom line is, guys, the United States of America is not a Christian nation. It's it not. shouldn't be a Christian nation. Constitutionally, it can't be a Christian nation. And our we as Christians should be focusing on our individual walks with God. We should be focusing on the body of Christ being what it's called to be and acting the way it's called to act as we see it in Scripture. Okay, that's right. Acts selling everything that they property and right. wealth that they had to make sure that everyone that's right. was taken care of. That's right, man. Not if, getting mad about paying taxes. If this so is a Christian nation. Healthcare. If this is a Christian nation. There's no more West Coast rap. We can't have that no more. Nope. There's no more football on Sundays. We can't have that no more. You guys, let's just love people. Yeah, we could lo- love that, people to Jesus. Yeah, love people. Love people. Yep. That's what it comes down to. Man.
And it, it's, again, it's not about, I, I posted this thing the other day of a butterfly and a, a caterpillar. Yeah. And the idea is like calling out the sin of people who don't know Jesus is like telling a caterpillar to fly before it's a butterfly. None of us can live the life God called us to without God inside of us. It's hopeless. And I'm, that's I'm all rubbing we're doing my is face. Right? All we're doing is delivering <laughs> hopelessness and, oh, and forcing hopeless, pointless, right. unachievable standards that's on right. people in the world who don't know Jesus yet. Why? To make ourselves feel better. That's right. To that's make all it is. To feel like our nation is so righteous. That's all and, it is. And so, so amazing and so good and so godlike. And it's not. We're violating scripture and, and we're violating the very tenets of our own nation. That's right. And, and that's why I think because of excellent... because of our constitution, yeah, because of yeah. what it says, we cannot claim or try to form externally through law and government a Christian nation. It has to happen heart by heart, yeah. person by person. That's right. Situation by that situation. We're transformed by God and only by God. You, I love that, and I I love this talk. And we got to close. My battery's going to die, but. Christian nation versus the Constitution, and a lot of times the Constitution, the idea from the First Amendment has not even been considered when it comes to what Christians are trying to do right now and have been trying to do for a long time yeah. in the government. Um, I'm glad we had this conversation, and we're going to continue it now up to and probably past November 4th, um, and we hope you guys can be a part of the conversation. We're going to be bringing some folks in to talk with us about it. Uh, but until then, Jesse, where can people go? Obviously Facebook. If you're watching this right now, you probably already know where the page is. Um, but if, if you're listening online, you can find us on Facebook, uh, the faith chair. <laughs> um, again, it's the black and white image of yeah. the barber chair with the cross in the background. Um, and you can, of course you can message us there. You can comment on the video. Yeah. Uh, you can comment on the post with the links every Monday, uh, to, to the, whatever the latest episode was. Um, you can also email us. Uh, we actually, I, I forgot to tell you, we had an email from a lady um, last week uh, just giving us some, some sharing some of her experience and, oh, that's and dope. thanking us for the conversation that's um, dope. that we had and just kind of affirming, affirming that's awesome. our viewpoint on it. So that was cool. That's awesome. But you can email us uh, with questions, concerns, uh, critiques, uh, supporting information, um, stuff that you would like us to hit in season two. Uh, whatever you can email us at uh, faithchairpodcast at gmail.com absolutely guys we love y'all stay on the path stay on the path and when you get off you got a brother you got two brothers that have been off that help each other get back on yeah. we're gonna help you get back on this is the, to way. the best of our ability this is the <laughs> way. He, he's the way he's the way love you guys thanks for listening thanks for listening join us next time yes Please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to ask and answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. But until then, we'll see you guys next time here on The, the Faith, faith Chair. Chair.